to be touched, never to be eaten. And yet this son would have done anything, even to eat the slop that was fed to those pigs. How low can it get for him? What's the look on his face now? Imagine the smell. Can you feel the pig grime and the slop? What's he feeling? What questions bubble to the surface of his mind? felt yourself in a similar place where you felt like nothing could go wrong and yet it did or you felt like the bottom fell out of your world and you were left broken and alone and abandoned lying there in the middle of the night miserable, his mind turns to a better time and a better place, his home. Not his home here in the city, but his true home, where his father lives and his brother. He thought of his warm bed, clean clothes, shelter from the cold and from the rain. Safety. The love of his father. Have you ever felt this despondent? a glimmer of a thought. It grows in his mind and in his heart until he's compelled to act on it. I want to go home. See, he knew he did not deserve to be reinstated as a son. But even his father's servants were experiencing better care than he was experiencing right now. He begins to gain courage as he thinks, I wonder, what if I went back? What if I repented of my self-serving, prideful sin against my father and against God? going to ask for my dad's forgiveness. And then I'll ask him 
And maybe he'll let me come back as one of his hired hands. So before he loses courage, he turns and gets up. And he begins the journey home. Imagine what the journey was like for him. What is he feeling? What's he thinking? What does his body feel like on the long, long journey home? How great the chasm that lay between us how high the mountain I could not climb in desperation I turned to heaven and spoke your name into the night then through the Jesus Christ, my living hope. After many, many, many miles of walking and many hours of rehearsing his speech over and over again in his head, the speech he was going to make to his father, his home comes into view. He takes a deep breath. What's going to happen? He makes the turn up that very same road that he left on. What's his countenance like now? While he's still a long way down the road, he looks up and he sees something. It's a figure running toward him. And his heart begins to beat fast and his mind begins to race. Is, is that my father? running toward me. Is he angry? No. There are tears of joy running down his cheeks and his face radiates love and compassion. How can it be? Imagine that moment where they meet. How does the son feel? He's feeling and receiving the father's embrace. He's hearing the father's voice again. 
smelling the familiar scents of home as he buries himself in his father's robes. Watch that scene unfold in your mind's eye. The son's trying to offer his rehearsed apology. The father's holding him close, turning to the servants, ordering them to prepare a party to bring the best robe, find the best shoes, locate the family ring. Watch the father's reaction toward his son. What does the expression of unconditional love look like on the father's face? What's the father's posture toward the son? What's communicated in that embrace? In the father's voice. This is a moment, a moment where sheer brokenness and humility meets unconditional love and joy. Do you recognize those emotions somewhere in your journey? Were you able, as you pictured it, to turn your face toward the forgiving Father and let yourself be enfolded in His unconditional love for you. Maybe you can identify with this in some area of your life today. An area of longing. An area where you desire to be held in God's Take a few moments. Let God hold you in his unconditional love. Receive from God affection and forgiveness. Who could imagine so great a mercy? What heart could such boundless grace the God of ages stepped down from glory to wear my sin and bear my shame the cross has spoken I am forgiven the King of kings calls me his own Christ, my living hope. In the 
this story, Jesus is inviting us to consider the Father. Who does God extend love and forgiveness toward? And how does that make you feel? Ponder the words that the Father speaks. My son, my child was dead, but has come back to life. My child was lost, but has been found. What does that mean for you? Might God be inviting you to become more like the loving and forgiving Father in this parable? Take some time. Talk to Jesus about this story. What is it that you want to say to him about it? And ask God, is there something more that God like to say to you in this space. calls you back from the story and he looks at you and you look at him and Jesus says to you I'm inviting you to my banqueting table what is your response loving embrace of God. How will you respond to the forgiving Father's invitation to come home? Do you hesitate? Jesus if there is anything at all that is blocking or hindering you
from receiving his invitation and his welcome. and loving God, we receive every good gift from your hand. Every good, every perfect gift is from above. The gift of forgiveness, the gift of your mercy. Open our hearts to receive. We lay aside anything that would hinder or distract. We take captive every thought. The lies that are whispered into our minds about, well, you could never be forgiven because of what you've done. In the name of Jesus, we stand against that in the authority that Jesus taught us to take as sons and as daughters. And as we move into this time of response, God, we want to open our hearts to you in gratitude as a gracious and loving Father. Help us to do that in the name of Jesus and the Holy Spirit, we pray. Amen. We're going to move into a time of communion and response. 
And I want to highlight one other uh, station or practice that we've opened up for you today. And you may have wondering, been wondering a little bit about, and that is our uh, two candle stations at the back uh, on the tables behind the seats there. And in some historic Christian traditions, the practice of lighting a candle when you pray is connected to the teaching that Christ is the light of the world. And so lighting a candle isn't mystical or magic in any way. It just serves as an outward, tangible, bodily, physical way, an outward sign of the light of faith that is burning in our hearts when we pray. And some of you, uh, when we practice prayer response here at Jericho Ridge, and today we have Wally and Sylvia and Curtis and Katie Kwan uh, available for prayer response, and you'll notice them, they'll have name tags, and they'll be standing at the back in a few minutes. Some of you don't come for prayer response because that feels risky to you, but you have things in your heart that you want to lift up to God in prayer, and so maybe for you this is a way that you might do that. Some of you have an area in your life or a person in your life that feels like it's prodigal, it's lost. Seems like that person or that situation is far away from the Father's love. And so maybe today, as an expression of faith, you want to say, God, I am coming to you with this in my heart, this area, this person, and I want to light this candle as a representation on their behalf, as a silent way of saying, God, I need the light of your love to illuminate that situation. It seems dark, it seems hopeless, it seems like they are a long ways off and they will never or that will never come back under your, your loving care and embrace. And those stations will remain open throughout the time of our prayer response. You're welcome to stay there and pray or you can just light a candle and come back to your seat. You can stand or sit as you desire. And we're also going to do communion differently today. And I'm going to invite our servers, John and Anita and Tyler and Lindsay, to come up. And you'll see that the tables to the sides are set very differently uh, than they have been in days past. We don't have the traditional individual small servings. What we have instead is a representation of the banquet that the Father has set and is setting for you and for me. See, when the Father says in the story of the prodigal, we must celebrate with a feast, he didn't bring out tiny cups and tiny cubes of bread. And so we're nodding more in the direction of a feast and a celebration than representation in some way. And so the invitation that is given by the father to the prodigal as he comes home is, let's celebrate. And so communion oftentimes is a somber and reflective time, but it does not have to be that way. And certainly today, in this space, it's not going to be. And Ron and the team are going to lead us in two songs that are celebratory and that declare our desire to participate in all of the good things that God has done. And so we're going to invite you to come to the table. And you'll see when the music starts to play, you may want to get up out of your seat 
and Michael might be our lead celebrant and dance on down to the table today because we want to represent the joy that the Father had in that moment. And this table is set for all who are part of God's family. You don't need to be a member at Jericho Ridge. This is open to all who are living in a loving relationship with God and with others. And so we will reiterate as we open the table the Father's words of welcome. And when you feel ready, you can head on up to the table. You can take a cup of the juice that's poured and you can partake there or you can take it back to your seats and then you can take a large substantive piece of bread. Rip off. There's a wide variety of breads, including gluten-free options for you because the Father's words of welcome to his Son apply to you and I and us here today. Because of the work of Jesus, the Father says, my child, you are forgiven and you are welcomed at the banquet table. So come on, let's celebrate. rescued my soul but his blood has covered my sin I believe I believe my shame is taken away my pain is healed in his name I believe I believe Lord has conquered 
lives. My Redeemer lives.
benediction this morning. God of the lost and the least and all who are longing for home, we rejoice that you have welcomed us to yourself. We are grateful and thankful that you open your table to the likes of us. When we wander from your ways, when we waste the gifts that you have given us, welcome us back, we pray. So we can celebrate and we can rejoice in your presence forever through Jesus Christ, your beloved Son, one with the Father and with the Spirit, present now not only in our midst, but also as we go from this place. So God, give us opportunities to celebrate and welcome others this week, always pointing them back to you as the source of light and life and hope. Amen. Friends, go from this place. God has poured out God's love into your hearts and our midst with lavish generosity. Go and do likewise this week.